Emily Wilroth, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. So you just published a paper in the European Journal of Personality with several colleagues, which is titled Perceptions of Good Life. Let's talk about this paper, because I think this is a topic that interests a lot of people, and many will find this paper interesting and filling a sort of gap in the literature, I think, that has been there for a while. So obviously, most of us do want to have a good life, right? And in your work, what you did is you tried to find out what does it exactly mean for people to have a good life? So what did you find? What is it that people generally want from a good life? Yeah, so we asked people about all types of aspects of life, ranging from their experiences and feelings, uh, their social relationships, things like money and career success, faith. And I think one of the most striking findings is that the top five factors that people perceived to be important for living a good life really span a lot of these categories, suggesting that people's perceptions of what a good life looks like is really varied and spans different life domains. In terms of the top factors that we saw across both of the samples that we examined were family, so positive relationships with one's family members, having a positive attitude, and then also the absence of illness, suggesting that those family relationships, one's outlook on life, and then physical health were really important across people, um, regardless of age, across different countries in both the US and Japan. Were you surprised by these findings? On the one hand, no. I think that these top factors are relatively intuitive, right? I think that just interacting with people and from our from our own experiences, we're not necessarily surprised that positive attitude, family, absence of illness came out as the top factors. But something that I think was a little bit more surprising to us is that several of the factors that people perceived as among the most important for living a good life aren't necessarily factors that we consider in our theoretical models of well-being and quality of life that we often use in well-being and quality of life research. I'm not necessarily suggesting that we need to revise those models to incorporate these factors, but what I do think that it highlights is that it's important to consider what the people we're studying perceive as important for living a good life and how that might differ across individuals rather than just prescribing one model of the good life to everyone. You said you studied two countries, right? Did you see any notable differences between these two different countries? Yeah, so we use data from the Midlife in the United States study and the Midlife in Japan study. So these were adults from all over the U.S. and then from the Tokyo metropolitan area. And the two biggest differences that we observed were for faith and physical fitness and strength. And these were really, really large effect sizes. So for example, in the U.S., 57% of participants selected faith as among the most important factors for living a good life, uh, but only 7% of adults in the Japanese sample selected faith. Um, and then conversely, physical fitness and strength was perceived as among the most important factors for 80% of the Japanese adults and only 25% of the U.S. adults. Um, and I think this makes sense when you look at other polling. So, for example, Gallup World polling results on the importance of religion in different countries, we see these stark differences for um, the US and Japan. 
And then also when thinking about physical fitness and strength, exercise is, is much more incorporated into Japanese culture than it is the U.S. culture. It's often incorporated into a part of the school and work day. So I think these reflect larger differences between these two countries that we sort of already knew existed. Um, one thing that was surprising that we didn't find is when you look at the literature on, um, for example, lay conceptions of well-being or successful aging, oftentimes past research has found that East Asian countries and people living in East Asian countries are more likely to incorporate social definitions of things like happiness and well-being and success um, relative to Western and particularly U.S. individuals. And we didn't really see any differences in the sort of social factors that we looked at. But I think one of the reasons for that is that the social factors were really perceived as important in both countries. So like I said, family and positive relationships with family was a top factor in both of our samples. So relationships matter everywhere, but exercise health matters more in Japan, whereas religion matters more in the United States. Out of interest, what do you think you would find in Europe, though? That's a really great question. And I would love to be able to collect data like this to see. I'm imagining that we would see a lot of differences between different European countries and so many of these different things like faith, like the like exercise are, are, I think, really culturally bound and might not be generalizable to all of Europe, for an example. But I would love to be able to do that research. Yeah, I would predict that religion is in most European countries, it wouldn't be very important. But in some, I don't know, Poland comes to mind. It might be, for example. Okay, you also looked at age differences. Did you see any notable age differences? I mean, it's easy to imagine that younger people maybe want somewhat different things from a good life than older people do. Yeah, we did observe age differences. And I think, again, they were really intuitive in what you might expect. So older adults were more likely to perceive absence of illness as important for living a good life. And I think that that's likely because illness is more salient in older adulthood when health problems are more prevalent. I'm not sure if I mentioned that the way that this questionnaire worked was a forced choice format. So people saw a long list of items and they selected the five factors that they perceived as most important. And you can imagine that even if health is generally important to everyone, if you can only choose five of these things, you're going to choose the ones that are most salient to you. And uh, I think that probably illness just wasn't as salient to the younger adults in our samples. And then conversely, younger adults were more likely to perceive having a good job as particularly important. And I think that's really consistent with a lot of lifespan developmental theories, as well as the life tasks literature, which suggests that sort of achieving in, in the work domain, achieving a satisfactory work status is a really important developmental task of younger and middle adulthood. Whereas by older adulthood, older adults may be focused on other life domains or even transitioning out of their jobs. Yeah, this does make a lot of sense. But you also looked at whether people's perceptions of what is a good life match with what, how they actually assess their life. In other words, do people usually get from the life what they want from the life? And what did you find? Yeah, we were really interested in this question. It was is one of the things that motivated this project. On the one hand, you might imagine that people live their lives in such a way and make choices to try to get the things that they perceive as most important. Um, but we did also kind of have a counter hypothesis that 
maybe the things that we don't have are the things that are most salient to us. And we realize their importance when we're missing them. So we weren't quite sure what we would find here. But in general, we did find that people tend to be living the lives that they want to live. And what I mean by that is, for example, people who perceived having a sense of purpose as especially important for living a good life, they tended to have higher sense of purpose um, than individuals who didn't perceive that as important for their life. But they also tended to increase in sense of purpose across time, which, you know, this is observational data. So I can't say for sure, but the way that we're interpreting that is that perhaps individuals are pursuing sense of purpose if it's important to them, and that's leading them to increase across time. And we didn't just see this pattern for sense of purpose. I'm using this as an example, but we saw this for quite a few of the factors that we looked at. There was one notable exception, and that's, again, going back to our item, absence of illness. So People who selected absence of illness as among the most important factors for living a good life, they tended to have more chronic health conditions, suggesting sort of the opposite relationship there. Um, and such that perhaps people who are living with multiple chronic health conditions really recognize the impact that illness has had on their lives and it's more salient to them. So that was the one exception. Do you think this is a particular feature of the samples you were studied? I mean, Many people, I guess, who participate in these studies are quite privileged and they can live the lives that they want, but maybe not everybody can. Or Yeah, that's a great question. I think that that's probably at play here. The more access that people have to resources to pursue the life that they want, the more likely their conception and perception of a good life is likely to match the life that they're actually living. And so I think that's important to us as researchers and, and also for policymakers to kind of keep in mind is that in the pursuit of the good life, it's important to consider what people want a good life to look like for them, and then also what resources they need to achieve that vision of a good life. Okay, thank you. I think it is a very good paper in the sense that it reminds researchers that we actually have to ask people what a good life is, because we often do this well-being research by thinking that we know what people want from a good life, what a good life is, but well, we actually need to find that out. Absolutely. Yeah. My good life might be different than your good life. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And good luck with the rest of your research. Thank you so much.